Recent history suggests that the New Orleans Saints do have the requisite firepower in order to make up for the potential loss of Alvin Kamara this weekend, but one thing might be standing in their way. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media over at CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. They've got more odds, lines, and props than ever before. Check them out today, Bet Online, where the game Starts on today's episode. We're back for another Friday preview of your New Orleans Saints, who will be uh, opening up their home season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend, but might have to do it without Alvin Kamara. Do the New Orleans Saints have the requisite firepower to get that done? It seems, based upon recent history, that they do, but only they stand in their own way. Alvin Kamara, who's dealing with a rib injury, was downgraded to did not participate in practice on Thursday. We'll see what that means for him today on Friday. We'll be out at practice later on, and then we'll be, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, share that information around 2.33-ish is usually when we're able to get all of that out. But it was, you know, something that we were kind of watching going into this week with Alvin Kamara, you know, leaving during that Atlanta Falcons game, Dennis Allen updating that he was dealing with a rib injury, but should be fine. Then all of a sudden they bring in Latavius Murray, which I thought might be a little bit more connected to Dwayne Washington, who had been missing time. Now Dwayne Washington's back at practice. Alvin Kamara was limited on Tuesday and then he was, or Wednesday, and then downgraded on Thursday to not participating. But the New Orleans Saints have shown in the past that they can produce even in the run game when Alvin Kamara isn't available. The problem is, winning, particularly here as of late. The Saints before last year were three and one in their four games without Alvin Kamara, which included a couple of week 17 games where he was, you know, sat for one. He was inactive for a pair during the 2019 season or rather the 2020 season. And then he had a, a COVID game that he missed late in that 20, uh, in that 2020 season as well. But in, you know, in terms of 2021 last year, the Saints missed them for four games and they lost all four of those games. But it is worth noting that last year was a little bit more complicated, right? You were not only down Alvin Kamara, you were down Michael Thomas, you were down Will Lutz, you were, you know, you had Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill starting at quarterback for those two games. You were down on your offensive line, on your defense. I mean, there were injuries all over the place there. It wasn't just Alvin Kamara was out there for the Saints lost four games. It was Alvin Kamara and the field are, <laughs> are out and unavailable. And therefore, the Saints could barely show up for four games in terms of putting together a roster. They struggled with injuries so much last season. So I think that, you know, you kind of have to consider that when it comes to looking at the four losses without Alvin Kamara last year. It's not as simple as just saying AK was out. Therefore, the Saints lost. However, there is one thing that stands in their way in terms of their usual level 
of production. And it's what we saw last week, which was the offensive line. You have to be able to win in the trenches, particularly if you don't have Alvin Kamara, who isn't, you know, who is a player that can pick up 80% of his yards after contact, who can run outside and in, that you can run all of your zone read schemes with to, you know, because he can read, you know, whether or not he needs to bounce to the outside, if he needs to to bang up the middle, or if he needs to bend back uh, to the opposite side or the back side of the play. So instead, you're going to be running up the middle with guys like Mark Ingram and very likely Latavius Murray, who the Saints added to the practice squad earlier this week. He can be a game day elevation on Saturday so that he's ready for Sunday, and then he could potentially see some carries uh, as well. So for the Saints, in the eight games that they have been without Alvin Kamara since 2018, didn't miss any games in 2017, they have averaged uh, around, let's see, uh, 23.1 carries. So they haven't stopped running the ball. They've run over 20 times in each of those. They actually ran 35 times with Latavius Murray against the Bears back in 2019. They average 127 and a half rushing yards and almost a touchdown per game. They score seven. They've scored seven rushing touchdowns over the course of the eight games that he was out. That's two games without a touchdown last year. And then one game in which you had two rushing touchdowns. That was that Bears game with Latavius Murray at the helm back in 2019. Um, Again, 20 plus carries in each of those games, over 100 team rushing yards in six out of those eight games, that's 75%. So they've shown that they can do it. They've shown that they can get it done when you have Mark Ingram back in 2021 last year, which goes along with their time with having Taysom Hill as well as a part of that, those rushing numbers, particularly against Dallas. Uh, and I believe against Buffalo as well. He had a couple of big ones. And no, 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 sorry, just against Dallas. Uh, they had Ty Montgomery back in 2020 in that week 17 game where uh, he rushed for, you know, over 100, uh, 100 rushing yards. You had Latavius Murray back in 2019 with those big monster games against the uh, Chicago Bears and the Arizona Cardinals. And then you had actually Dwayne Washington back in 2018 in the week 17 matchup where he ran for over 100 yards uh, as well. And you had Mark Ingram in the mix there, too. So all of those players are on the roster here in 2022. So you have the requisite talent by, you know, just means of what you have seen here over the recent years to make up for rushing production, all of that, if you don't have Alvin Kamara. But the big question mark is going to be, can you do it with the offensive line uh, in on, on Sunday? You struggled to run the ball last week against a front that's not as good as the one that you're about to go up against. So what will the Saints do if they don't have Alvin Kamara? As we mentioned, they'll run with Mark Ingram, very likely Latavius Murray as a, as an elevation. Maybe Tony Jones Jr. and Dwayne Washington get involved as well. Taysom Hill helps you a ton, utilizing him at quarterback and then letting him run some of those real nice quarterback powers that, that always seem to work uh, for this team. So I think you'll see all of that. But I think the thing that's new here is the talent that's not at running back that impacts your running game. Because the New Orleans Saints are so talented now at pass catcher, you can stretch these defenses laterally with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and even Jawan Johnson, who outsnapped um, uh, Adam Troutman week one. So, and of course, Taysom Hill, who you can get involved in the passing game as well. So if you end up doing that, it doesn't allow defenses to stack the box against your run game, which is important because you're going to need to run between the tackles with Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray. So if you lighten up the box, it gives you an opportunity to be able to produce there. 
mix in some tight end screens, mix in some of those uh, screens to, you know, the, the halfbacks when you can, things like that. But for the most part, you're going to take the passing game away from the running backs with the exception of dump offs, check downs and the occasional halfback screen and instead implant that towards your you know tight end production as well as your receiver production now that you have these extremely talented pass catchers. So talent wise at all of the skill positions, you should be able to cover up here if you're without Alvin Kamara, but you're going to need the offensive line to be able to produce, help you reset the line of scrimmage in the run game, but then also protect Jameis Winston when necessary, because you're going to be throwing the ball a lot this Sunday. And it's not necessarily a bad thing based upon what we saw in the fourth quarter of last week's game, but you have to be able to pick up the momentum there as opposed to restart, resetting or restarting where you did last weekend. Next, the New Orleans Saints will win on Sunday if they do what? We'll answer that question as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Turo, T-U-R-O. I don't know if you're if you travel a lot, I mean, I have to travel a lot for work, all these other things. And so every now and then you go somewhere and you're like, hey, I'm going to maybe spend a little bit of extra time there. or I'm going to rent a car so I can really, really see the city. What I love about traveling is to be able to experience the different cultures of different cities, things like that. It's easier to do that when you have your own vehicle. Tough to do that, however, when rental cars are your only choice, because some of these rental services just feel like they're taking you for a ride in the worst way possible, right? So that's why I really like Turo because they have a huge selection of vehicles that are really for just about any occasion. You can use them here in the US, Canada, or in the UK if you're heading to the Saints London game. So let's say you want like a spacious SUV for a family trip, they got you. You want a luxury vehicle for a special event, they got you. Or you just want to try out an electric car because you're curious about maybe getting one, they got you there too. And many Turo hosts will even deliver the car to you so you don't have to do all the waiting in line, all this other stuff. Every trip is already backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions, exclusions, of course, apply. But you get to ditch all of those boring rental cars and instead find your drive at Turo.com. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thanks again as always for making this your first listen of the day every day the new orleans saints will beat the tampa bay buccaneers this weekend if they frustrate tom brady that's what you have to do in this game and the saints have been able to do it right four and over the course of those last four meetings over the over the regular season and a big part of that has been their ability to frustrate them they hit them a lot six times, four times, three times, two times in the last four meetings. They sack them a lot, at least three sacks in those four matchups, three sacks, three sacks in both games in 2021, excuse me, 2020, four sacks, then three sacks in both games in 2021. What does that do? It forces you to make mistakes if you're Tom Brady, right? His bad throw percentage was the fourth worst against the New Orleans Saints across all opponents that he faced in 2020, third worst in 2021. You frustrate him. He makes bad choices. He makes bad throws. It also helps to just put the pressure on him. The New Orleans Saints had the fourth highest pressure mark on him in 2021, the highest in 2020 across all of the games that Tom Brady played as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. This is the formula. This is what works. Get after Tom Brady and frustrate him and make him 
frustrated with his offensive line, make him frustrated with the players around him, make him frustrated with the skill position players. I mean, it's not hard, right? We've seen him throwing tablets on the sideline. We've seen him get mean mugged by players. I know CD's not in New Orleans anymore, but we have seen the way to get in Tom Brady's head and the New Orleans Saints know it. New Orleans Saints know how to do it. They just have to be able to do it again. And when you have a a potential backup left tackle starting, you have a new left guard starting, you have a backup center starting, and you have a new right guard starting who's still one of the better guards in the NFL and Jack Mason, all on that Tampa Bay offensive line, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to frustrate Tom Brady. So how do you do it? How do you frustrate him? Let's start off with timing. This was something that Cam Jordan highlighted when we spoke to him in the locker room on, uh, on Thursday that disrupting the timing of this Tampa Bay offense is going to be key. So this is something that you're actually looking to the back end for, right? The secondary, more physical coverage, physical play there to where you're able to jam some of these wide receivers off the line of scrimmage who are all dealing with injuries, just like some of the New Orleans Saints are dealing with injuries. The injury report this week has been a novel. So if you're able to get your hands on those receivers off the line of scrimmage to disrupt them within five yards of the line of scrimmage, chip them, knock them off uh, of, of, their, uh, of their route a little bit, you know, force them to, with inside leverage, whenever they're trying to cut inside, force them to take their stride a little bit further upfield than they're expecting to. Making them do something different than what they have been practicing all week is going to be key. So the physical, uh, being physical in coverage is big. It's one of the reasons why you wish you had Paulson and Debo back at practice this week because he's such a physical corner off the line of scrimmage. That's exactly the type of style that you need this week. Hopefully the New Orleans Saints are either able to surprise and get him back in time, which seems very unlikely, or they're able to supplement that with coverage on the other side. And Bradley Roby takes a, a, you know, a step forward from what we saw from him last week. Next piece, you have to move Tom Brady off of his spot. This is something that Chris Richard highlighted when he spoke to us yesterday. Every quarterback has a spot that they want to get to in the pocket, Richard said. So we have to get there first. That's the highlight right there. So that's the next piece. In terms of disrupting the timing with the skill position players, that's all your secondary. But disrupting the timing of Tom Brady is going to need, you're going to need the push, the pass rush from the defensive line, particularly up the interior. So that's the next number two here uh, in terms of how you frustrate Tom Brady is interior defensive line pressure. In order to move him off that spot more efficiently and quickly, the way that you do that is by getting that push up the middle and basically barreling right down, you know, right in between the eyes. (laughs) He takes the snap, he drops back three, five steps, whatever it is. And if there's pressure right there, it ends up moving him to the left or moving him to the right in order to evade that pressure because he can't step up in the pocket that gives you opportunities for the edge rushers to be able to get around and maybe you know have a shorter path to him because he's closing the distance. Or if nothing else, it gets him off of his spot, disrupts the timing. If he's trying to look to the left side of the field and you're able to push him over to the right, that makes things more challenging in terms of where he's looking. He has to now move on into his progressions. That A, forces him to hold the ball longer, which gives the defensive line an opportunity to get home. B, it forces him to move off of that that line and you know potentially make a bad decision uh, as he looks down the field. As we mentioned, the Saints forcing some of his higher bad throw percentages over the course of recent years. And also, if your interior line is winning, you're going to dedicate, and you're an offensive line, you're going to dedicate a, a, a double team in the interior. 
Cam Jordan highlighted this yesterday. If the defensive interior is able to pull those kinds of double teams, then it's on the other guys to win their one-on-ones. This is something Cam Jordan has talked about for years. So if you can create the need for that, then it gives you one-on-one for Marcus Davenport and Carl Granderson and Cam Jordan and Peyton Turner. And then you have to be able to keep on the pressure from the offensive side as well. This is a holistic experience. (laughs) Frustrating Tom Brady, okay? You can't just do it on one side of the ball. You have to do it on the offensive side of the ball. And for me, that's the final key here or the final ingredient to the key, which is frustrating Tom Brady. If he's having trouble moving the ball over on the offensive side, which means you also have to limit the run game, right? If all of this, all this is moot, if you're giving up big runs, explosive runs here and there uh, to Leonard Fournette, you have to be able to limit the run game as well. But if all of that is happening, but you're moving the ball and you're producing, not even at the highest level, but if you're moving the ball and you're producing enough over on the, on the offensive side to where you're stringing together longer drives, you're not going three and out, but he is, those types of things, that will end up frustrating Brady as well. That's what makes him start to, and I want to be careful about this because Cam was really, really specific about like, you're not going to make Tom Brady lose confidence, but if you can make him uncomfortable with what's around him, And then he sees you operating like a finely tuned machine over on the other side, even if it's in the style of what Dennis Allen led last year, which was very ball control, just moving the ball on the ground, commanding the clock and winning time of possession. That works in your favor. That frustrates Tom Brady over on the other side because he isn't able to get it done with the players around him. So those are the ways that you frustrate Tom Brady and frustrating him is going to be the biggest key for the New Orleans Saints for beating the Tampa Buccaneers this weekend and opening up at home with a W. Coming up next, beignets and parlays. Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score more than 10 points in this game? And why am I even asking that question? I'll tell you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. They have more odds, lines, and props than ever before. And you can check them out on your mobile device, on your laptop, wherever it is. And you can get in on the action. The New Orleans Saints are home dogs in this one. They are underdogs. Uh, Plus two and a half is the spread for this game coming up. If you think the New Orleans Saints can pull off the upset, then BetOnline is a place that you want to head. Maybe you don't like betting on the Saints, but you like betting across the rest of the NFL or maybe the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, eSports. They got you covered all across all of that as well. Go and check them out today, BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our usual Friday close here. It is beignets and parlays brought to you by Bet Online. More odds, lines, and props than ever before. Check them out, Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so the New Orleans Saints, as I just mentioned, are home dogs in this one. Plus two and a half. That means that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored by two and a half points. Usually you give the home team three points, so Vegas might even see this as more of like a five-point game uh, heading over for or in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for me, you're looking at that line as a little bit dicey, right? Hard to pick anything in terms of the line without picking whether or not one team is going to win or lose. So the money line for you here is that the New Orleans Saints are uh, minus 125 to win this game. You bet $100, you win $125. Not a bad deal. So if you're really confident about the New Orleans Saints, 
maybe going money line is a little bit better for you than going or, you know, anything about covering because it's only a two and a half point deal. Basically, you're hoping that the Saints either win by two or I mean lose by two or win, right? So that, you know, anything in that range is going to end up winning you something from the spread. Kind of easier to just go the money line on this one. The over under, though, is the one that I really, really, really like here of uh, the Saints and Bucks over under is set at 44 and a half points. In each meeting between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Buccaneers in the Superdome over the course of the past couple of years, they've gone above that point total. The New Orleans Saints usually score in the 30s. Tampa Buccaneers usually score in the 20s. Now, um, if you look at the game, the 38 to 3 game here recently, that was the New Orleans Saints scoring over 30, but still not coming in at over 44 and a half. It was only a 41 point total there. So that means, but the reason why I'm not too worried about that is because that was a Raymond James Stadium situation, not a, uh, uh, a Caesar Superdome situation where usually you're just scoring points <laughs> all over the place uh, for this one. Uh, speaking of 38 to 3, there are also odds for whether or not the New Orleans Saints will win this game by more than seven points. That's plus five, excuse me, minus 550 uh, for a yes. So pretty heavy odds here towards the no at plus 325. So that means basically you can get a bigger winning if you took the yes here and then the Saints did win by more than seven points. But it seems that Vegas believes that the Saints either won't win, which you can see in the spread, or if they do, it won't be by more than seven points with the lowly plus 325 odds here. Finally, there are some odds for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scoring less than 10 points uh, in this one. Uh, plus 900 for yes, so a heavily favored yes there. Minus 3,000 for the no. So if you bet this one and you say, hey, I don't think the Bucs are going to score more than 10 points in this game, and you got that right, that's a pretty nice payout, but it's a big one. So I wouldn't touch this one, uh, but it's a fun one. And the reason why I bring it up is because this has happened twice in the last two years, right? The 9-0 and zero game, which was the shutout that was pitched by Dennis Allen at head coach. And then also that 38-3 to three matchup that we were just discussing. So it's not far-fetched to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't score more than 10 points against the New Orleans Saints defense because they haven't at least once in each of the last two seasons. But again, both of those games were at Raymond James Stadium, not in the Superdome. So that seems more like a Raymond James Stadium situation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as opposed to here in New Orleans. So if you take taking the New Orleans Saints to win, take them to win tight. But either way for me, I think that, that this game goes over when it comes to the point total at 44 and a half points. And just to be clear, when you're talking about point totals and over-unders for game totals and things like that, you're talking about the combined score between the two teams. So this could be a situation where the Saints score 30, the Tampa Buccaneers score 20. That's over 44 and a half because it's a total of 50. So that's the way that you end up looking at and calculating those. I think that it's pretty easy here to take the over on that one. Although, look, it's going to be, it could be a bit of a defensive battle here. You have Dennis Allen on one side, you've got Todd Bowles on the other side. But based upon what we saw last week, the New Orleans Saints have the ability to move the ball and put points on the board. And as we mentioned just a moment ago, that's going to be a part of the key in frustrating Tom Brady and allowing your defense to be able to eat on the other side is by putting that pressure on with your offense and with the production over on that side. So I do think that the Saints aren't looking to hold back in this game. This won't be a ball control game, anything like that. I think this is going to be a game to where the New Orleans Saints want to come out firing and the Tampa Buccaneers are going to want to do the same. 
All right, y'all, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to be joined by Jack Collada from uh, Boot Crew Media Talk Collada Show uh, to give you a, uh, a bonus Saturday episode to help you get ready for this game. Jack and I always have a lot of fun when we talk, so just bringing him in so that he and I can kind of chop it up and have a little bit of fun previewing this game. So if you have any questions for us, make sure you leave them in the uh, chat or not the chat. Sorry, I'm not live. Uh, leave them in the comment section on YouTube or send them to me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O. LA. We'll be sure to get to those questions for your second listen today, because I appreciate you always making us your first. Make sure you go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. All of the expert NFL analysis you need less than 30 minutes every single Monday through Friday with former NFL scout Matt Williamson and NFL analyst Brian Peacock. Appreciate y'all as always for making us a part of your day and a part of your routine here at the show. Um, thank you, as always, for saying yes to both me and the show. If you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.